0: Hello and welcome to Talk The Line. I'm Jen Long. We are 29 episodes in. That's 29 different public figures I've chatted to about something that really interests them. A secret passion, a hidden obsession. We upload a new episode every Friday and you can follow us on Twitter at Talk The Line. You can follow me at Jen Long. Had my Twitter anniversary the other day. Nine years wasted. Get in touch though. We do like to know who is out there listening. And if you want to be super nice you could subscribe to this podcast natty shiner is the principal singer songwriter and synth player in fickle friends she's a champion of alliteration and they are the hardest working indie pop band in the uk right now natty was born in the mountains of switzerland but raised in devon and the new forest by her bohemian madonna and abba loving mother who drag her to womad every summer a teenage obsession with Avril Lavigne set Natty on the path to music and she started drumming in her first band when she was 11. She thought she'd end up becoming a doctor but applied to drama school on a whim and that's where she met her future bandmates. Natty's the first guest we've had on Talk the Line to choose a book as her particular obsession and it's one of the most popular non-fiction books of the last decade, Yuval Harari's Sapiens. Homo sapiens? Sapiens. Just sapiens. Just, sapiens. Just sapiens. Just sapiens. Homo sapiens is the podcast of Will Young.
1: Yeah. <laughs> We're not sure. talking about
0: that today. We're talking about the book. We're talking about the book by by
1: Yuval Noah Harari.
0: Very well done. I'm amazed. That I am amazed,
1: Doctor. Doctor I'm amazed that I remembered that. I
0: can't That's believe good. it. Um, yeah. I I I'll be honest. I haven't read it. Okay. It, I didn't really have <laughs> enough time before um, I before don't, recording. I, yeah. I did I get read that. The, i read the Amazon reviews the summary. The summary um, were they the, good reviews? Very good. Yeah, cool. very good. People nice. said his prose just. Oh, sorry, they weren't like actually they weren't Amazon reviews. I didn't read the Amazon reviews. I just read the, like the quotes. That the quotes. Were on I Amazon. think what that
1: most people have probably said, having read it, is that it's more like he makes it very consumable. Like a lot of like fifth faf and loads of like loads of information. So much information, but it kind of makes it like quite digestible the way he writes it right
0: basically it said his prose leaps out the page (laughs) or something like that
1: (laughs) it's very very like here is my personality and here is also loads of information right but um, it's good it's cool it was a hard it's a difficult read
0: i mean it must be because it is the last what like however many hundreds of thousands of years yeah, I evolution. mean, it, it kind of covers everything
1: from beginning to present day. Well, actually, to 2014, which is when the book was actually published,
0: I think. But yeah, yeah
1: I mean, um, it's is, a lot to cover in is it one, like one book. It's like
0: one of those books where once you've read it, you realize that everyone else, loads of other people have read it. Or like, you, you, it's yeah, like yeah, a little, like, weirdly like a does. bestseller, right? It's like a big, famous book it's a big famous
1: book and the reason I bought it was because I was um, I went to Broadway Market one morning and I was like oh I feel really like cultured and you know <laughs> oh look at all these people in this really cool independent bookshop I, I, I'm going to pretend that I live in you know Hackney or wherever I am Haggerston yeah. is it Haggerston? I don't
0: know uh, no no, it's Hackney. so I went yeah. in the
1: bookshop and I immediately found this kind of like picture book of like all the great women through history and I was like oh what an amazing book to get my best friend f- on for her kind of semi-wedding present mm. and then this woman in front of of me was buying sapiens and my mum when I was growing up she was studying human evolution and archaeology so like my whole house was full of like evolution books and things and I'd like oh colour them. Like in. And and mean girls. Yeah yeah no it's, it's it's yeah. Oh yeah. So and I went to a Church of England school so every time you know it's like this class is we're gonna be discussing um Adam and Eve and I'd be like, wait one sec though
0: What's the church is just that's just like is that like a just normal the church school? Like of England a religious school. Well
1: it's it's the school which has strong ties with the oh, church. Really? So I mean you're the you kind of you do all of your big like Christmas do's and things in the church and you have you know, you have your assembly every morning and it's very, very
0: religious. That's <laughs> mad that your mum sent you there. If she well, was no, like no, a proper just, scientist. Was, You'd think she'd be like, I'm gonna send her to one of those like Monta sorry schools or whatever <laughs> they called
1: i do i do ask myself that every day how <laughs> i ended up there no it was just it's just kind of like the 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 school to go to where we moved to and my actually the other half of my family are quite religious oh, i think okay. my granddad was a vicar i don't know oh, wow but yeah i'm very middle of the road kind of like atheist agnostic just just listening in things i was always like really fascinated by like religion and stuff which is actually kind of like what it Loads of um sapiens is based yeah, around yeah, right like loads like, of it why we all believe in these yeah books are from it's quite funny i'd never I'd never suggest the one of my um um friends with with faith to read the book just because it kind of like makes it all sound like a load of rubbish, basically the whole idea that like um basically. It talks about um, how humans started being able to coexist in greater numbers, and you know, kind of form empires and whatnot. And you know, to be able to like coexist with more than, say, like a hundred people, the reason that sapiens became the kind of master race of Homo sapiens, because there was like different species of humans on the planet at one time. It's like a common misconception that it was just like we, um, you know, evolved from like ape to this to you know homo erectus to homo yeah. uh, whatever i can't I, there's there's so much information i can't remember it all so but basically there was like, six different there was types just like of yeah but if people. not more they okay. know of like at least five or six well, so and they were, were all we're not talking
0: like cavemen and and then they you know <laughs> like evolve and start walking upright we're talking about six different types of people species who were already human. walking upright yeah, pretty much. Maybe some slightly hairier than others.
1: So yeah, for example, like I think that basically the main areas on the planet, this is so difficult to describe because it's like such a visual thing, but um, so like North Africa, there was like a species of human and they were kind of, you know, like they, they could deal with that, um, that area. They were like the only, what were they? They were the kind of only people that we knew and then they started. They, ooh, it started out with just them can't remember the name of them then they started traveling and like moving into europe and then moving into kind of like indonesia and then like the different places kind of over like the next like kind of thousands and thousands of years they started developing developing into like new species of humans oh right so everyone had like neanderthals in europe who were like big bulky people who are like hunter gatherers and could withstand the cold yeah and then you had, like, on these, like, little islands, like, these kind of dwarf humans who became that way through, like, natural selection because they required less food and, like, it was, like, dwarf animals and stuff. Oh,
0: my God. <laughs> Your face is so funny. Ah.
1: Yeah. And, like, Homo erectus, the they were they were quite thin and could deal with loads of heat. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And Wait, then, so Homo erectus isn't just, like, a name for, like, people before they were people?
1: No. So Homo, because there's, like, the genus of, like, you know... Uh, like big like cats big cats yeah it's pantheon are they called panthea okay
0: panthea i don't know I and then so a
1: lion is like panthea leo so it's like the genus and the species okay yeah yeah Yeah. so homo is like another word for like human right. and then um and then and then the, and then the sapiens species. sapiens actually means wise man basically right. because we were like The sapiens were the ones who prevailed and kind of like everyone else kind of died out and got beaten out by the sapiens because they were more intelligent. They were smarter. Right,
0: okay. So, Homo erectus, it's like you could walk upright, like well done you, but there's not much going on. You can hunt some food
1: and stuff, but you stupid. And, you know, sapiens are like, oh man, I got my fire
0: now. We can build rafts. We can conquer stuff. Oi, erectus, like come over here. (laughs) Come and, like, I don't know kill this lion for me and then you're like oh you're, you're an idiot then now you're dead pretty much I, I think, think that's you what better, happened better. <laughs> or they just kind of like came in they're like hey dudes
1: like, we're going to take all like, your like lions and all your food and stuff and you, you can just like, kind of like you, you can all die and right. you can die yeah. out and we're yeah. going to live here now like, that, that's hey, cool hey just
0: take a little step into that cave just over the oops sorry <laughs> hole in the ground exactly so, okay, so we that out, is we how out-witted. we came to be The
1: the wise men, we We are outwitted the Erectus. So it was nasty ever since the beginning. Just our need to conquer and, you know, be all powerful.
0: Did you say North?
1: It was North Africa. Africa.
0: Yeah. I I want to make another Mean Girls (laughs) quote now, and I think you can
1: you can (laughs) tell what it is. I'm on the
0: same page. Why are we white? Um, because when
1: well so we all started I'm assuming with kind of with not white skin on account of us being from North Africa but it's kind of we're talking about over the course of like millions of years so it's when these when these humans kind of traveled over to like more Europe oh my god well the world was a, wasn't quite the same like lots of land was still connected
0: because it was flat wasn't it it's when the world was flat yeah it's
1: when the world <laughs> was flat uh and you know there was no sea so they just kind of walked everywhere no that, it was i think they just kind of walked they uh, this or the plate shifted before the plate shifted okay. um they also kind of had like some knowledge of like you know when the seasons were so when we would be like be able to walk across you know parts of the sea or something this part gets very vague and also with this book I must say you have to take it with a pinch of salt because a lot of it's like this is what we think happened right. but like my brain wants to go oh my
0: goodness this I mean, is gospel like it's, so, it's sounding a little bit game of thronesy right doesn't now, doesn't it yeah, yeah. yeah
1: exactly <laughs> so basically it's a season one game of thrones and they cross the uh, big sea <laughs> and they arrive in europe and um the black men then are kind of like oh well we you know are in this really cold climate and then over millions of years you know they kind of turn into these <laughs> like white 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 european people and they evolve into dwarfs and they evolve into dwarfs <laughs> exactly yeah brilliant that's quite um, fascinating i know it's, it's mental isn't and it and then the
0: other species the other sort of five species that we know about they all all died out
1: yeah so essentially what, what were
0: their different traits then if there was a rectus that could walk upright i d- it, i can't I can't remember this is it doesn't go into that much detail about
1: what they were all like all i know is the anderthals who you'd think would have kind of you know made it to the top because they're big bulky but they were pretty stupid Mm. as far as you know people
0: can tell so neanderthal is obviously a a term that we still use today to describe someone who's a little bit you know (laughs) 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 pre-historic yeah someone who's maybe not quite with it archaic yeah or (laughs) just you know a little bit again not much going on upstairs pretty much but a brute but a, a big brute. brute a big brute with not much going on exactly
1: obsess. so yeah the and sapiens they were, they were the clever ones although they weren't big so and brutish what
0: was the um, homo sort of what was the second part of the Neanderthal
1: homo Neanderthals. I think it, begi- it begins with strong neo <laughs> and um <laughs> I think it's sta- I th- what does it stand for? I think it's, it's it stands for like strong man or something like that. Right. Okay. You know, hunter man. Yeah. Something. Are there any big little um,
0: little strands of those genes still running through different um, areas today? Like you were saying earlier about how like the Neanderthals were all kind of like the big strong. <laughs> um, like it makes me think of like Vikings. Yeah. And well, I think just because we've just been to like Iceland, so been nice. around a lot of like large hulking blonde men. <laughs> Well, just, like, um, now they bit. can
1: obviously like do like genome mapping and stuff and mm. it can tell like what is in your blood and where, you know, you came from and stuff. And um, obviously like Neanderthals like mated with other homo, yeah. s- whatever. So a lot of people do have like Neanderthal blood.
0: Is this like one of those things that they keep advertising on uh, daytime TV for like £100? Where, like, get gen- Like map your genes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's funny,
1: it, you literally you do, they like take a sample of your blood and within two weeks they send it back being like, well, you're a fifth Norwegian and you're a this, this and whatever and you're like, oh my goodness, wow. How
0: accurate cool. can that be? I have no idea. Mm. Yeah, it's it's I do It's another know. podcast. It's <laughs> yeah. another podcast in that. Um, what were the most pertinent themes of the book for you? Um well i'm trying to like go back to all the
1: things that were jumping out at me just because it's such a big book and you kind of forget about all How the many big pointy things um i don't oh my goodness i don't know i i switch between so i i read a, i have the book and i also have audible because when i'm like on tour or whatever i get a bit sick in the car so i just kind of oh, switch to the audio book right, for yeah, like yeah. a couple of hours and it, i think all together it was like 15 hours of reading oh wow okay which, considering um, I think yeah, a Harry Potter book is more of a kind of like eight to ten hour situation. So
0: it's longer than a Harry Potter? Yeah. Or is it just harder to read than a Harry Potter? I
1: think a combination of the two. Wow. Okay, yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. The most point things, I think, are the fact, the big thing was how um, people, sapiens, were like, the kind of amazing race, because they um, developed the ability to kind of have consciousness and like imagination wow okay, so it's like the reason that you know community people people originally would just kind of like live in very, very small groups, hunt, gather together, move around they 'd be you know they would never be in one place for too long, it's and then of like at a some pack point of dogs yeah like a pack of dogs like pack basically of dogs. Okay. yeah. Um, and then at some point they started building communities and that was around the time, the book actually says, it's when they developed the ability to gossip, which oh, is really wow. funny. And they were like, oh my, g-. and I was like, what are you basing, like, the hot, like people's ability to like coexist with like kind of their ability to gossip, is so crazy. That's and we like, so oh, good
0: though, isn't it? Did you
1: hear about what's her face, so, you know, found two lines and hid them from her husband? <gasps> Do you know what I mean? Like things like that, it's quite funny. That's brilliant. But at the same time, because they developed that ability to gossip, they also developed the ability to kind of imagine, and that's when like gods and worshiping and like religion came into it. And basically, the book is just like I don't—I've never read a book that has said imagined so many times. Like it's—it's really? it's actually insane that like the imagined gods and the imagined beliefs and the ima- and everything was just obviously religion came from somewhere. But it's like in order to coexist with a group of people you all need to have a mutual belief in something wow which is how religion came about basically
0: so is that why society is falling apart at the moment because we can <laughs> no longer all believe in one thing well but no
1: because there's so many different religions and also it's religion is like works exactly the same as you know like businesses like you know ford cars mm. that's not it's not a real thing it's like someone made it up they decided to make up this company, and then people started believing in it. Do you know what I mean? It's just, It's like the same thing. So have
0: we replaced God with consumerism? Is that what? This
1: book <laughs> yeah. Says? yeah. No. It's oh. they all. It's all the same thing. <laughs> it's basically how you know we've created this ama- this um, this kind of very like forward-thinking, progressive world. But um, and it all came from this kind of very early beginning of making stuff up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but the guy who wrote it, he's quite religious, right? He's like a... He's is he a religious? Jewish, yeah, he's, I think he's like a Jewish professor or professor at a, a Jewish school now. Now that is interesting. I swear, I read it and it was like he studied... He was like a, he studied in Oxford, I think, at Oxford University. Okay. And he's now like a professor at a Jewish school. Wow. So Do you he, thought he would be quite atheist? I would an have thought atheist? that he'd be
1: very atheist because
0: wow. that's so mental.
1: Well, I mean... The, the, fa- the fact that he kind of focuses so much on it being everything's imagined like the imag, like they like, imagined gods and they you know in- made scriptures on walls and like the cave people of their gods that's weird that uh, can i just say i do sorry. like that
0: we're doing this podcast and i feel like you're on stage singing because you keep doing this like catching thing <laughs> at do the like, mic <laughs>
1: I think it's the only time I've ever got <laughs> a microphone in my hand. I'm like kind of flinging it around.
0: It. <laughs> I've never. Sorry, I'm going to try and stop I'm still going to be really aware of it. With someone before who's just like been so kind of uh, casual with a microphone. <laughs> I feel like you're like serenading me. I feel at like some, I'm
1: performing to you.
0: Yeah, some <laughs> kind of festive
1: <laughs> soiree. Rendition of what song would you like now? No, definitely not. No. <laughs> <I'm gonna laughs> we keep do two in one hand on now. I'm podcast. really aware of it.
0: <laughs> um, so when you were reading the book, how much of it kind of seeped through into your day-to-day life? How many times were you kind of catching yourself doing things and thinking, oh my God, that's what, that's like those people in the book or like that's what he, re- he said in the book? I was more talking about it
1: incessantly and driving people mad. And like I, I called my mum up being like, oh, I've just started reading this book. And I wanted to know what she thought of it because I, was, I just knew that she was going to be like, yeah, it's all you know, BS, and you know, take it with a pinch of salt. Cause because your mom's a professional; she she knows <laughs> <the> <laughs> she knows right? she knows she kind she of knows stuff. She, she knows a lot it. of the stuff, yeah. But it's not; it doesn't doesn't all focus on human evolution. It gets once it gets past that, it's like history in its entirety, and you know, kind of then talking about like kind of the fifteenth, sixteenth, seventeenth centuries of like you know, Columbus and you know, Cortez invading the Aztecs and people discovering gold and people you know and, and way way before that is kind of like how money came around and stuff like it's like it covers literally everything you could ever imagine wondering where it came from or how it started
0: wow and is it quite a like um a uk sort of based version of events does a lot of it focus on like western history it's
1: actually pretty much it's everything really because it's quite a lot of it's quite vague with kind of you know the history of how um like the UK and America became like the big superpowers and it it talks a lot about how you know the people of like Asia were very kind of secluded in their world and like the reason that like we um like we in like America but specifically the UK and Europe became like more powerful more quickly was because we had this kind of need to like learn more and find out stuff and like we kind of took railroads over to India and then you know we discovered America or whatever because they were like trying to find a like direct path to a- asia but then they accidentally stumbled into america and that's why the
0: indians are called indians exactly
1: yeah in basically and indians. then like this the spanish kind of swanned in they just kind of like killing people and they're like this is our land now cool sorry guys you're our slaves now hope that's all right
0: right yeah and
1: then the whole slavery thing came around and it was horrible
0: <laughs> so it goes to like full history so it's like a history book it's like a big history book yeah. And are there any specific areas of that history that you've found more interesting than
1: others? Um, the stuff about the Aztecs was very interesting. It's how so Spanish came crystal uh,
0: Maze now so.
1: Yeah, I know so it's same but, but it's like just thinking about these people who all got scurvy like it's talk it's talks about how they Wait, tried whoa, they whoa. scurvy and back <laughs>
0: to the start back Sorry. to the start. It's oh so the Spanish guy.
1: I think it's the Spanish guy called Cortez. He's the one who they they realized that keeping loads of citrus fruits prevented scurvy and therefore he managed to sail with like a group of like people on this boat to go over and explore you know Mexico and that kind of area and so they arrived there There as only like a hundred of them um, and they all had like you know kind of weaponry that was far more Developed than the poor Aztecs who were there, but they were like, we come in peace, man. We come in peace. And obviously, like the Aztecs were like rich in gold, but they didn't know that like gold had no worth to them. They were they would still trade in like food and stuff Right. <laughs> because yeah. they're like, we just got loads of gold. It's really nice, but I don't get it. But like the Spanish were like obsessed with it. They were like, oh my goodness, what is this stuff? This is amazing. So they wow. basically like lied to the Aztecs, and they were like, "Oh, we want to see your king and like meet you and say hi and stuff." So they like took him to see Moctezuma, which is the name of their their king, which is actually what the uh, the Mayan chocolate company are called. Have you tried Moctezuma chocolate? No, oh. where where
0: is it? Moctezuma
1: chocolate. It's a it's a company that makes chocolate. Did it's really nice. Mayan oh Mayan. Mayan chocolate, I don't know no i have never heard of it. Mexican chocolate, chili oh, chocolate, right. okay, basically cool. I don't know, but yeah, basically they were like, we will we come in peace, and then they arrived at like his big kind of castle, and then they like secretly like took him hostage, oh. but without any of his like city knowing, and so they they suddenly got control of this city, which I can't remember the name of, of course, wow. um and then they slowly started driving everyone out and then took over completely and that's bringing is- more spanish people over and scaring all of the aztecs because the Az- like there's a whole part of the book which are like they were terrified of the spanish because they were like pale and they stank apparently they were like the smelliest like the most <laughs> grotesque smelling people they'd ever encountered well, and I it mean, really scared them they spent a long them. time on the boat yeah
0: all they had to eat were oranges and lemons
1: <laughs> yeah that's got to do something to the so human that's body that's
0: why south america um, speaks spanish yeah
1: I assume so. I can't, I can't confirm. And a little bit yes. Portuguese. Portuguese, Spanish, yeah. I think actually before he went, that this guy was asking kind of the Portuguese government for money to go over and do some exploring. And everyone kept saying no to him, apart from the like princess of Spain, who was just like, I'll give you some money to go and do this kind of, you know, discovery mission. And then it actually worked out in her favor because she was like, oh, yeah, we've like conquered America now. This is so sick. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Wow. This all gets very
1: confusing. I'm trying to like think back now to like all these I, different parts yeah. of the book, and it's just like,
0: oh, and also this happened, and mm. Well, I thought it was going to be more um, philosophical than historical. But it is as well. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were going to have some like life chats. Um, but I'd, I can give some live chats. I'm actually quite intrigued by the like ha- basically having like a brief history of the world in one podcast, one book. Oh, in one oh, book. no, I mean not in this podcast. Not today. <laughs> I actually want to start. A lot now. of it's kind of seeped out <laughs> of like, my so brain. Like, this like guy, I think he was like Spanish, but he could have been like Portuguese. <laughs> and he like had this golden ship, and then he like sailed over there, but he like went to the wrong place. And then there was this queen, but I can't remember what she's called. And um, yeah.
1: Were you expecting me to, <laughs> to be remembering everyone? I feel like no, I should no. have done or like I th- I a thought, revision of the book I thought now. the
0: book was like a more philosophical book. I didn't realise it had this huge historical element yeah, to it. Man. But I find that really interesting. The,
1: I think the, actual, the book is called Homo uh, Sapiens, A Brief History of Mankind. God. A brief. Brief. Is it yeah. brief?
0: So how much does it um, focus on like, modern day and where um, we are now?
1: It, t- it keeps jumping forward quite a lot because it's kind of like the only real um, structure of the book. It's like the cognitive revolution. Okay. And then the agricultural revolution, which is where people started farming and stuff. And, and what feeding was the cognitive? Cognitive, um, was cognitive revolution was when they started, you know, you know, being able to gossip and stuff like that. And, you know, so this is like pre- making up gods and making up stuff and lying to people be like oh there's there, I've just seen two tigers over there and actually there's. they're just sending them away from you know the food that they actually want to uh. catch stuff like that so this is
0: like pre um, like Plato and all that sort of stuff this pre is way way way, way this is
1: this is kind of still in kind of wow.
0: you know early days but yeah, yeah. agricultural
1: a little bit later is when people started farming and realised you know people started getting a bit sad then as well really yeah because they'd previously had this kind of life of just you know, being like nomadic and wandering around and living off the land and just going wherever they wanted. And then they started building communities because they'd like developed this ability to kind of, you know, mm. gossip or whatever. And then they started like farming and stuff, and then all there was like loads of work, they had to like keep farming, and then there was like no rest, and everyone was a bit miserable. And yeah, it's kind of flits between like happiness and sadness, but yeah, so and and then so the agricultural revolution, and then there's like a massive gap until the scientific revolution, okay, which is where kind of more towards the modern day it gets
0: roundabouts when was the scientific what happened happens industrial revolution? is that in there that
1: is in there but it's not really part of like their big ones the industrial right. revolution is in there
0: because that's weird isn't it you would have just yeah. thought that was like massive
1: it is massive it was massive but i don't know Sus- the discovery of science itself was kind of a, a big thing
0: so what are we talking about are we talking about like medicine like are we talking michelangelo and etchings of men <laughs> and their veins or are we talking about like um, the discovery of penicillin
1: kind of everything i think it actually stretches to almost like um the i think it's just after where people started having to you know like mathematics and stuff and people realized that they needed to start being like creating written language and they it was i think it came about because they were like trying to write out when how much wheat they were farming or something, and they right. were like, ah, oh, and they realised they couldn't like keep it all in their heads, so they had to find a way of like writing stuff down, which is how kind of like language came about, like written language.
0: Oh wow, so um, this is quite wild. This is ages ago. ago.
1: This is why I'm getting confused. The, okay. ju- the book like jumps forwards and backwards a lot. Right, it's very very confusing.
0: And what does the book have to say about modern day?
1: Um, it's actually qu- is that it's quite scary, I guess. Basically, it says that um, we've, um, like, development has sped up so much. Like, even, like, in the last 20 years, like, 20 years ago, there was, like, no internet or, like, there was the beginning of the internet and now we cannot imagine life without it. Like, it's crazy. Um, Whereas it took, like, millions of years for people to, like, develop, like, writing and, like, start farming and, you know, build cities and create empires and stuff. So it keeps the, as it, If it keeps speeding up the way it is, it's um, it's stuff like, basically, they call it s- cyborgs. They think that there's going to be like by 2050, you know, they um, they're all working on this um, theory that they're going to be able to almost reverse aging, so you could like essentially live forever.
0: That's which not is. All right, that's scary. That's not cool. I'm
1: trying to think. It's called something. The um, the uh, it's it's a real thing. It's like an actual thing that they're doing. Have it's a Google. So insane. It's called Project Gilgamesh. Gilgamesh.
0: And what's Gilgamesh?
1: Project Gilgamesh. Um, it's it's basically this whole um, initiative of trying to. You know, make people kind of live forever and it's like indiana jones reverse the aging process because they're like it's a certain thing within the body that that makes it happen and the, oh the, God. i don't know it's some of it's mental why and would
0: you want to live forever
1: i don't know it's quite scary it's, yeah, isn't it? yeah
0: it's really terrifying and yeah. i just feel like things that mess about with nature like yeah. botox just make me feel uneasy yeah and when you're talking to someone and their face <laughs> doesn't move at all and you're like i don't are you joking i can't tell if you're joking or you're actually angry with me I don't understand. There's, it's not right. Yeah. So it's in a right.
1: they—they—they they, um. That's what they're—that's what they're trying to do. A lot of it's really—it's really creepy. <laughs> um. Sorry, and I just also,
0: got fed a note from producer Paul. Who's, uh, so in the epic Gilgamesh is a demigod of superhuman strength who builds the city walls of Uruk to defend his people. And after the death of his friend Enkidu, then travels to meet the sage. Wouldnapistim, <laughs> who had survived the Great Flood. Okay, so, so there this. We go. So there yeah, we basically
1: go. the book is just like we're gonna be able to create superhumans, oh, and God. then the whole like thing about it's like we've had all these big wars and misogyny and like awful <laughs> like like just like you
0: know like all of this stuff that's like now <laughs> we've had all these big wars we had the first world war we had the second world war we had misogyny <laughs> oh, in that no. order my brain feels like it's on fire I'm, like trying to process
1: like so many things and like uh, we had the Holocaust, we had this, <laughs> we had, uh, you know, mass genocides and all these and things which are happening now. But it's kind of basically the book is saying that we haven't had like that is b- we're going towards less like big, great wars because everyone's too scared to do anything because of. What would happen to them, basically, because of, you know, weapons and stuff. I'm not very well, well versed with, like, so nuclear weapons. But right,
0: they're so developed now that it's, it's like, like...
1: well, if you do that to us, then you're done. If you do it to us, we're done, so... Yeah. And it does a
0: lot of it also ride on the kind of, like, economic ties that we've set up between each country Pretty and how much, yeah. reliant the global economy is on sustaining those.
1: Exactly, it is, yeah. We've kind of got ties with everyone now, and, you know, if it, we can't... It's basically the world is coexisting almost as one, even though it's, it's kind of like a dis- even a, a weird <laughs> disjointed family even though this year <laughs> specifically
0: feels like the one time it is absolutely not doing yeah, that yeah, more exactly. so than ever before in our, <laughs> our lives I, I think
1: yeah oh it's grim but basically that oh, some of the stuff it was saying about the future things so they were saying that um, what they're now trying to impregnate a, a, an elephant with part genes from a mammoth Like a distinct mammoth, and they're going to... So an elephant's going to give birth to a mammoth, basically. So what, bringing back species that we... We're bringing back species that we've killed, killed, basically, yeah. And so some people think that... And then they want to do the same thing with um, Neanderthals. I
0: really thought you were going to say dead celebrities then, and I'm so (laughs) glad you didn't.
1: Maybe they'll do that, but, you know... (laughs) They want to do the same thing with... I don't know how far along where they are with this process, but, like, apparently the book was, like, yeah, there's, like, loads of women who have, like, offered their services to kind of, you know, surrog- be the surrogate for this, this Neanderthal baby that they want to kind of bring back. And they're like, well, we kind of killed off the Neanderthals, so, like, we deserve to, like, bring them back. So it's just, like, how... That would be weird, oh. and then the book was just like, yeah, but they'll bring them back, and they will be this big hulking people, and we'll set them to work because they can do two like persons' work because they're so big. So essentially, you would be breeding Neanderthals to be our slaves. So actually, we're kind of like going forwards, but going backwards but at also the same time. Many years of history. Exactly nothing with this. Nothing. Exactly, yeah. and like this whole kind of creating the superhuman Gilgamesh and stuff, and. You know, creating a human that is, like, uber-intelligent and can't die unless they, you know, are in a horrible, horrible accident.
0: This is so weird, because I I honestly thought you were going to... When you started talking, I thought you were going to say that they were creating, like, robots to the point where the robots would rule us, which is entirely plausible. Oh, that's...
1: Yeah, yeah, that's kind of part of it. But they're saying that it's... We're so fixated on improving ourselves, you know, to the point where, we, you know, we, we've set this expectation of what beauty is and, you know, people lose their hearing and they're developing hearing aids which allow you to hear again. And, mm. like, it's, like, inorganic parts of an organic being, basically. It's just like, you know, someone loses their arm and you get, a, like, a cyber arm, like, cyborg arm, they call it. Why do they keep calling it cyborgs? Quite oh. weird. But um, they're basically saying in, like, the next 50 years... You'll become less and less of an organic being because there'll be so oh many. It kind of sounds like Black Mirror, doesn't it? It literally. It yeah.
0: Gilgamesh is the most Black Mirror thing I've heard <laughs> yeah. um, it's so since um, terrifying. Uh, since the David Cameron thing became true. Yeah. 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 That, oh God, yeah, scary.
1: But then it's then it comes down to okay, so if this like comes to fruition, then who is gonna like have the opportunity to you know kind of have these like superhuman improvements probably the people at the top of you know the the one percent the one yeah the top one percent so therefore like what there's like these superhumans and then we're getting to kind of like heroes territory because it's like all the middle middle lower class are like we're just regular people <laughs> the top one oh percent are like so many well, things wrong
0: with this aren't there
1: my memory is like 10 times as good as you so they are like you know talking about kind of developing drugs which like reverse um, dementia um, and Alzheimer's but also by giving that same drug to someone who doesn't suffer with that disease then they'll also become like superhuman oh <laughs> because they'll God. have like a doubled memory and stuff of
0: course yeah obviously wow Is your my, my head my, hurts yeah it's, yeah it's on fire now I see, I see what you mean yeah. I want to read this book Absolutely you need to you read the read book it. and
1: it's kind of like you f- there's so much... You, I had to keep going back to chapters loads just yeah. because I was like,
0: what did I just read? I don't know. Um, is there any hope in that for what we're doing to the planet? Does it say anything in there about how we may be able to reverse some of the horrendous <laughs> things that we've done to the <laughs> place where we're actually living?
1: It doesn't say, like, tons about it, but it says that, you know, that people were just a bit um, ignorant to kind of what the, the world's resources and that, you know, we... That, oh, actually, it says a lot about how much energy the sun provides, basically, and yeah. how much energy we'd get from, um, you know, burning coal or oil or like you know, kind of fossil fuels or whatever. And the sun's the amount of sun's energy that that like it radiates every day is like hundred thousand times the amount of energy that we get from any like fuels or anything that we found and people were kind of like neglecting that fact it's just like yo why don't we just (laughs) use loads of like you know like solar solar panels wind turbines we'd be we'd be fine absolutely I I mean but because of the massive massive corporations and industries that have like you know the amount of money that they make from um where's my brain at of, because of these industries, basically, and it's because the of the money n- that it, it makes and nuclear and, power and, and stuff, then and they, yeah. they will continue to do it because, you know.
0: It I mean, yeah, but oh God. It makes masses. Oh, it makes me really angry inside. Yeah. Especially at the moment while, like, blue planet's on. I know, you just like, you like, look, look how it, beautiful you know, it is. Oh, and then David Attenborough's like, <laughs> these coral reefs have existed for millennia, but in the last few years we have destroyed them all and you're like oh for
1: fuck's sake exactly just people just killing it's been happening ever since the beginning of time it's like we went over and to you know go went over to tasmania and new zealand and australia and no one had ever been there before and like all of these kind of tribes and like aborigines and everyone they were there they just like, they were like killed and like they had to like run away and like i think it was like 80 percent of the inhabitants of all these places as soon as like the westerners arrived they were gone slaughtered slaughtered dead yeah. within the next decade which is insane but it's just exactly the same as now really but only it's th- our planet that we're you know
0: yeah slowly massacring. slowly massacring <laughs> yeah, it's wonderful it's just a chinese hoax really it's so
1: lovely yeah Oh, but there are some nice things in the in the book. about. Yeah? There's a lot. Do you know what? I, I've realized I want to be Buddhist because <laughs> the whole they were talking about all like the like it got very confusing at one point with the religion stuff. It was just like um, polytheists and monotheists who believe in just good and we evil. We literally and, just
0: recorded a podcast about polytheism. Polyeth- polythe- polytheism. 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 We just recorded a podcast with um, the head of the pagan church in Iceland. Wow! Which we'll be putting out soon. Oh and my I didn't goodness! Amazing! Amazing, right? That's and I cool. didn't realize that. Like, I think Christianity, Judaism, and um, Islam yeah. are like they're like the three monos, yeah. and everyone else believes in loads of shit.
1: Mm.
0: Exactly, they believe in like multiple gods and one
1: high up, like overseeing yeah. God who has all his like kind of demigods and stuff. Yeah
0: like crazy um, like our future human selves ah yes we will (laughs) we are
1: gonna be godlike human uh, beings (laughs) yeah yeah all of that stuff's crazy and they were talking about how kind of how ridiculous it was that you know for example like the um the the catholics and the protestants you know like how like christianity obviously like teaches you to like you know love one and love thy neighbor and you know exist in peace and harmony and love and yet you had kind of the Catholics and the Protestants. And the only real difference, their little little, little spat was basically like the Protestants were like, "Um, well, Jesus died for all our sins and therefore, like, he opened the gates to heaven for us all so we can just, like, go on living our lives and kind of obey by what the Bible says. But, like, we don't have to, like, do anything extra. Like, the gate's there. It's waiting for us to go there. And the Catholics are like, well, no, like, we have to kind of do rituals and, like, go and do this and pray to the Lord and go, like, the extra you know no masturbating yeah the extra the extra 10 percent, <laughs> and so they were like no well I'm, I'm right i'm right and then they were just like you know they murdered each other in their hundreds and hundreds of thousands it's so insane and then like buddhism is just very simple it's kind of almost like it's not like an origin it's just like a way of life because people who practice buddhism also you know but it might be a polytheist Mm. as well and believe in many gods but that is essentially like the best way of living i think because it's about just finding happiness and being happy and like the whole the core of like people's um like discontent and stuff is the fact that they're constantly craving something Mm. so it's like you have something really really good and instead of enjoying it you're you're like worried about when it's going to end and then if when you're sad you're kind of craving happiness but actually you should just kind of you know be enjoying the present and when something good happens it happens so yeah the whole of like buddhism is basically just like teaching yourself to stop craving things so you can reach happiness enlightenment enlightenment Enlighten-
0: we had um stuart uh stuart murdoch from ben sebastian oh, on this really? podcast the other week and he was talking about the human condition and yeah. lot of it He talked about Buddhism quite a lot. The human condition, that's what it is. And um,
1: what do they call it? Um, The book talks about kind of what happiness actually is and what makes people happy. And, you know, kind of you can have like back in the day, like a peasant who lives in a mud house. And you can have a businessman who lives in a massive penthouse and they get the exact same, like, number, like, level seven happiness from finishing his mud hut as he would to be, like, you know, f- finish paying the mortgage on his penthouse. And it's exactly the same happiness. Wow. It's not it's not about how rich you are. Or, like, it's not that at all. It's just about the human condition and, you know... enjoying what you do have and if you have more then you kind of like like get used to it it's like if you win the lottery it's like this is amazing but it's such a short-lived thing until you kind of like this is the norm now and you kind of go back to where you were yeah happiness
0: level wise when the lottery started and everyone was like oh my god what would you do if you won the lottery like quit work forever and it's like oh my god how bored would you be if your day was literally like get up yeah watch diagnosis murder like spend some money and go to bed exactly it's such a weird thing
1: just like what is happiness and it's like they've done all these studies about you know who's more happy people who are married or people who are like single or divorced and they're like well the people who are married are happier therefore marriage makes people happy but it's like no happiness creates marriage because someone people want to marry someone else who is happy as opposed to someone who's, sad. it's just like this, right. like kind of like cyclical thing and of does like. Does it go into
0: that in the book? Yeah. Oh my oh, goodness, I, I know, me. I, this.
1: You can understand why I'm just my brain is like all over the place. I'm trying to kind of pick out things that I remember, but um,
0: yeah, it, it talks about everything. This was absolutely fascinating. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm sorry for like waffling. No, no, it's brilliant. I'm going to Broadway Market this weekend. I'm going to do a yoga class. Nice Buddhism. Namaste. and then I'm going to buy that bloody book buy the the book maybe read it twice (laughs) (laughs) section by section I'll probably do that thing where I have like the book and then I'll also have some kind of really nice bit of Pulp Fiction on the side and just dip in dip out yeah that sounds like a good idea thank you very much thank you Thanks to Natty for taking the time to talk to me. I am currently three pages into the book and it is already fascinating. You can find our show notes and previous episodes at talktheline.blog from Johnny Flynn to Anne-Marie. Next week, I'll be talking to Annie Hart of Au Revoir Simone about managing your personal finances. True story. You've been listening to Talk The Line. I'm Jen Long, produced by Paul Bridgewater with original music by Seams. This is a podcast from the line of Best Fit. If you want to do us a favour, please subscribe, leave us a nice review, or just say hi on Twitter, and we'll see you next week.